matter what hour your clock strikes here, it's always Halloween. And I'm always your haunted host, Luce Tomlin Branner. Welcome to Small Frights Friday. On these very special episodes, I like to share a curated selection of calls from the All Hallows Hotline and letters from the Eek Mailbag. It's Always Halloween is brought to you by our Patreon ghoul gang who fund the production of every single episode and keeps us ad-free, independent, and sustainable. I'm frightfully delighted to welcome four new patrons this week, Kristen, Nathan, Maya Katarina, and Kim Creates. Welcome to the Ghoul Gang, and thank you so much for joining and helping It's Always Halloween grow. Lanterns, if you love It's Always Halloween, I want to remind you that you can now join the Patreon annually and get two months for free. If you join at the lowest level of just $1 a month, that's only $10 a year. But if you need a more celebratory reason to finally jump into the Patreon pool, guess what? It's my birthday this weekend. That's right. This Saturday, November 20th, I am celebrating another spin around the sun. And a Patreon membership is truly the gift that keeps on giving. Plus, it is my goal for this next year of life to make all of my income from creative work. Can you help me get there? Just go to patreon.com slash it's always Halloween, or just click the link in our show notes. Oh my goodness, it's almost All Hallows Giving, a time to be grateful for what Halloween brings to us and extend that care out into our community. November is National Native American Heritage Month, and this is of special importance to the lanterns and everybody out there in Halloween land, as we often discuss on this podcast, the ways in which indigenous people's history worldwide relates to and shapes Halloween history. Specific to America, we've discussed the Native American mounds and the harmful horror trope of, quote, ancient Indian burial grounds on Small Frights episodes. And you can, I'm going to put them in the show notes for you, but the two main ones where we've discussed this is the episode, The Outcast Dead, and the episode, Costume Mishaps. So those will be linked in the show notes for your reference if you haven't had a chance to listen to them. So a little background on Native American Heritage Month. In 1990, President George H.W. Bush approved a joint resolution designating November 1990 to be the National American Indian Heritage Month. Similar proclamations under various names, including Native American Heritage Month and the National American Indian and Alaska Native Heritage Month, have been issued every year since 1994. The last one I can see why it didn't stick. It's a little bit of a mouthful. Um, But there's a whole history and a lot of really interesting stuff if you go to the website, nativeamericanheritagemonth.gov. So I'm linking that as well for everyone to learn more if they like. There's a lot of really interesting um, art and history in there for you to dive into. 
I'm also including a link to the Indigenous Mutual Aid Network. If you're not familiar with the concept of mutual aid, I think it's important to know how it's different from charity or nonprofits. It's not a new idea, but it has gained a lot of mainstream traction since the pandemic started, and it's something I wholeheartedly support as a way to care for one another outside of the framework of politics or religion. And to dive just a little deeper, I pulled this from their website, which is indigenousmutualaid.org, and the, that link will be in the show notes. Their website says, as our communities have a deep history with organizing to support each other in times of crisis, we already have many existing mutual aid models to draw from. This looks like a small crew coordinating their relatives or friends to chop wood and distribute to elders. It looks like traditional medicine, herbal clinics, or sexual health supply distribution. It looks like community water hauling efforts or large-scale supply runs to ensure elders have to have enough to make it through harsh winters. Basically, anytime individuals and groups in our communities have taken direct action, not through politicians or indirect means, and have supported others, not for their own self-interests, but for the love of their people, this is what we call mutual aid. Our concept of mutual aid does not exclude our non-human relatives or the land. For more info on what mutual aid is and isn't, please check out, as I said, indigenousmutualaid.org, which will be in the show notes. And they have a really fantastic directory that you can peruse uh, to look at the organizations that are across America, uh, also known as Turtle Island. And if you're curious, uh, this month I'm going to be supporting a group called Frontline Medics, and their location is on occupied Tongva, Chumash, and Odham land, and that's the land that I currently occupy, so uh, that's why I picked this one out. They also, I really liked the description Frontline Medics, it says, uh, born from women within Standing Rock in the fight against the Dakota Access Pipeline, we are an indigenous-led network of medically trained women of color from across Turtle Island, committed to providing care for our communities of resistance with aid and support. For years since Standing Rock, we have not autonomously been providing on the ground medic support trainings, and mutual aid disaster relief work for land defense efforts and indigenous communities in many territories, including across the border and in the Caribbean. If that group interests you, you can visit them on Instagram at Frontline Medics. Facebook is facebook.com slash Frontline Medics, and their donations can go through WOC frontlinemedics at gmail.com on PayPal. Again, I found this group through the directory that I will be linking in the show notes. And that's what I'm going to be doing to acknowledge and celebrate Native American Heritage Month. And again, go back and check out some of our episodes. There is no Halloween without the indigenous people who started many of the traditions that influence our own today. And if you have anything you want to add to this conversation, please drop us an email at 
it's always Halloween podcast at gmail.com or give us a ring a ding on our All Hallows hotline. The number is 802-532-DEAD. And we are just moments away from hopping into our mailbag and dialing up the phone. But I just want to say one more thing before we get going, a little bit of housekeeping, and that is I will be taking the next two weeks off so I can prepare some new episodes for December. And most most exciting, most important, I will be doing a live history episode for the Axe Wound Film Festival on December 12th. That's Sunday, December 12th at 4.30 Pacific Standard Time, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time here in the States. Tickets will be going on sale soon. I will be posting about it on the It's Always Halloween podcast Instagram, on the Patreon, on the Discord, and on my personal pages, LTB Comedy on Twitter and Instagram. So you can also check out the Axe Moon Film Festival on all socials as well. I'm very excited about this. It'll be the first time that I've done a live podcast episode. So I'm working on the research for that now, and I just need some extra time to prepare. And uh, that episode will be released to the general audience, it might, it'll just have like a different cadence to it because it's not going to have the music cues, but there's still a lot of planning to go into it. And honestly, who knows what's going to happen? That's what's so exciting about the future, right? Endless adventure, nonstop roller coaster. So Uh, This is a virtual event this year because of the pandemic, so that means that you can tune in, and it is going to be essentially like a video presentation, so if you would like to check that out, then stay tuned, and I'll let everybody know how you can get tickets. It would be so great to see you guys all there. Again, that's Sunday, December 12th at 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. So I will be taking the next two weeks off and episodes will return again the week of December 6th. And then on December 5th, that's going to be our next Ghoul Gang movie night. So we're going to do a double holiday horror feature on December 5th. A double feature because the holidays get crazy. There's less time to do the movie nights. So I'm doubling up. There is a poll up now on Patreon for everyone to vote on which holiday horror movies they want to watch. So go check that out. If you are not a member of the Ghoul Gang yet, like I was saying at the top of the show, patreon.com slash it's always Halloween. You can sign up as late as December 5th, the day that we're doing the movies to join us. And then January, you guys are not going to want to miss this. In January, we're going to do a quadruple feature. So if you feel like you're missing out a little bit in December, hold on to your butts because January 8th and January 9th, we're going to watch Scream 1, Scream 2, Scream 3, and Scream 4, all in preparation for the brand new Scream 5, which they're just calling Scream, that'll be coming out on January 14th. Also in January, we're going to start the Ghoul Gang Book Club, the Book Club. And 
And when I come back in two weeks, I'm going to be announcing January's book. It's going to have a light tie-in to Scream and the themes of Scream, the Scream themes. So if that appeals to you, make sure you go check out the Patreon. The book club is available for all levels, $6 and up. If you want to be a part of the book club and the movie club, then you can get them both for $10 a month. And speaking of Ghoul Gang, I have a little eek mail here from Ghoul Gang member Keith. And Keith is was writing on the Discord, another really great perk we have, actually one of my favorite perks, and that's available to everybody $3 and up. It's where everybody can chat with each other, and it is lit. People are chatting spooky things all day, all night. So Keith from Ireland wrote in as a response to last week's call from Brooke on our episode Halloween Journaling. Brooke was actually referencing one of the first calls about nostalgia. And if you can have Halloween that that's kind of free of nostalgia, or if the only reason we like Halloween is because of nostalgia. And Brooke had a really great response. And then Keith weighed in with this really helpful comment that I appreciated. I think nostalgia is a big component of every holiday we celebrate as adults. Great point. And I think having those positive experiences and those memories are largely why we love or hate a particular holiday. I have my own little checklist of traditions that I try to get through each Halloween or Christmas, but I think it's important to also leave some space on that list for something new. It keeps the holiday feeling fresh. I didn't carve any pumpkins this year on Halloween, oh no, for the first time in a long time. But I did get to go to an awesome show on Halloween night with a string quartet playing classic horror themes, and that was so much fun. Anyway, I suppose my point is, sometimes it's worth taking a break from the standard things we do to celebrate so that we can make time for something new. It helps to stop the holiday from becoming a full-blown nostalgia fest. Keith, that is such a great point, and I really like that. I think the biggest takeaway for everyone out there in Halloween land is that taking a break from standard things so we can try something new. Truly such a great point. You know, Keith, I didn't carve a pumpkin this year either. And if you guys recall back in September, I think it was when I was whispering to everybody on set after hours when I was out in Joshua Tree in a house with like 20 women, I was dreaming about participating in the Great Pumpkin Project and I was like, I'm going to carve a bunch of pumpkins and leave them around. Big ideas, right? First of all, I think if you hear about something that's a large project and it's almost October, it's not going to happen and you should just plan it for next year. But um, I didn't end up carving any pumpkins this year because I had made so many other plans and I still have a pumpkin that's like sitting in my foyer that I just walk past every day and I'm like, hmm, this is cute. And my cats sit next to it and look very photogenic. And it's really just like this cute little fall item (laughs) next to the shoe rack. And I keep thinking maybe I'll carve it on my birthday or maybe I'll carve it in the following weekend or maybe I'll carve it at Christmas and be like real weird. Creep everybody out by being such a weirdo. But I 
I think I was feeling kind of bad about it until I read that comment. And it's like, yeah, I didn't let myself down or I didn't not do Halloween right. I don't know about you guys, but I actually really overdid it this year, (laughs) making up for last year. I had plans every day of every weekend and then usually a few things during the week as well. And you can't do it all. I've said that so many times, but you put it so perfectly, Keith. You take a break from something so that you can do other things because truly you would just do the same things every single year. And while there is some comfort in that, like how can you ever grow? And the heart of this podcast is about progress and growing, moving past things, taking the things that are good, you know, letting go of the things that are bad, growing, getting better. And... Part of that growth sometimes is letting go of things even that you enjoy doing so that you can have new experiences. Growing isn't always just letting go of the bad things or the parts of ourselves that aren't serving us anymore. Sometimes it's like, well, I love going to the haunted maze, but I've never been on a haunted hayride. And so I'm going to hold off on the maze and do the hayride this year. And it's true, too, you know, with varying incomes where we don't always have as much money from one year to the next year and our lifestyles change and we maybe have more people to take care of or less people to take care of. And uh, the house that we live in is a different amount of money than it had been ever before. So I think if we can think of... I don't know, it's like a larger thing about change, honestly, (laughs) and like how difficult change is. Isn't it interesting that everything comes back to our inability to accept change? Wow, big, powerful moments on the podcast today. All right, you guys, thank you so much, Keith. My head is spinning. I thought I had worked all this out before I started recording, and... Now I am rethinking so much of my life. No, it was perfect. Thank you. And maybe someday computers will help us accept change more. Probably not. That's therapy. (laughs) Don't get computers confused with therapy. Hot Halloween advice from Luce. All right. Up next, I'm really excited to share another physical eek mail. The postman brought me an eek mail And I'm so excited about it. All right, this one is a beautiful card. I will post a picture of it. It is lime green. It has a spooky little house on it that um, has an orange moon behind it and a purple sidewalk. And it's very cute. And on the inside it says, Happy freaking Halloween. We hope you have the raddest, spookiest season. You have brought so much joy to our season with your podcast. We hope this silly little greeting can give a little back to you. Cheers and thanks so much for your positivity and support. Love, Ange, Fred, and Ben, the folks and fuzzy demon at the Junk Castle. And then this card was made by them. It says on the back, Junk Castle Goods, Halloween 2021. So uh, I think you guys have heard me talk about Ange before. She is a member of the Ghoul Gang. Thanks, Ange. And she has this really great Instagram, which is The Junk Castle, which I will drop in the show notes. And they handmade these cards for Halloween and sent them out to people this year. And if the card wasn't enough, it made me so happy. I also got this Halloween weekend 
uh, the same time that I got Kia, the, our letter from Kia Creates that we read on last week's Halloween journaling episode. But inside the card, Angie made this incredible Junk Castle Spooky Sheet 2021, and it has a logic puzzle on it, which is the kind of puzzles that we did in my gifted and talented classes in elementary school that I was obsessed with, and I don't think I've done since sixth or seventh grade. And there's a little recipe card with cute like popcorn and candy corn and uh, gummy worm images printed on it. And then it even has a little slot for you to write a film pairing, which I absolutely love. And then it has a Halloween fun fact, which I know you guys are really going to appreciate this. It says, in Western Pennsylvania, there is a regional Halloween prank called, quote, corning. This involves shucking or purchasing harvest corn kernels and waiting by roadside at night to throw them at passing cars. Young persons in recent years more often tossed the kernels at front doors and bay windows, causing a pitter-patter of noise instead, more akin to ding-dong ditch and pranks of the like. Have you gone corning? Have has your house or your car been corned? <laughs> Was this tradition called something different where you're from? Uh, my goodness, Angie, I have never heard of this before. It's so quaint that I almost love it, but I'm just thinking about like a horrible car accident that could happen from <laughs> driving down a rural road at night and then all of a sudden corn being tossed at your car. I just don't think we should prank people while they're driving. I'd throw a bushel of corn at a house you cover someone's bay windows with ears of corn go nuts with the corn pranks when no one's behind the wheel but i gotta say the car thing truly freaks me out and not in a fun way uh i would love to hear about corning i had never heard about it before this was a very fun fact for me what say you lanterns thank you so much for this lovely greeting angie everyone check out junk castle it's a super fun instagram lots of great uh vhs and cook and and like fun cookies and recipes and just a very angie's a very creative and delightful person who brightens up my life and i think she will for you as well up next, we're going to visit the hotline. And what is that I hear? Could it be wedding bells? Hi, Lucie. This is Courtney and John Francis. And we just wanted to start off by saying thank you guys so much to all of the lanterns. And just thank you for the shout out um, about two weeks ago, I think it is, for us getting married this Halloween. So it's next weekend, y'all. We're so excited. Um, yeah, so obviously we're Halloween lovers. We got engaged on Halloween two years ago in 2019 in Ireland. Oh, uh, yeah, we got engaged on top of a, a hill overlooking the ocean in an ancient 4,000-year-old uh, fairy ring fort um, Halloween morning and uh, costumes I made for myself and, and Courtney. Yes, in Derry, uh, Ireland is where we celebrated after that. We got married, or married, we got engaged <laughs> on the morning of Halloween in 2019 in Ireland. And then that night we basically celebrated with a giant parade in Derry. So a couple episodes ago, you asked if people have been to Halloween parades in either America or somewhere else. And we had an awesome parade in Derry. 
Yeah, in Derry, uh, Northern Ireland, um, every year they throw a humongous Halloween festival instead of three days leading up to Halloween. They have uh, street performers and music and uh, artists doing a lot of really cool like circus acts around the streets um, within the walls of Derry. And then on Halloween uh, proper, they have a big, long uh, parade, um, typically uh, mythology-themed, at least a lot of the floats are. And uh, then it ends with fireworks and uh, everyone's dressed up in, in fun costumes running around. And it was very cold when we went, so luckily I made us um, some capes and kept us warm. It was so magical, yeah. I can share with you some photos and stuff later, but um, it's really amazing how Ireland goes all out for Halloween. It really is. Um, you've already covered this in your history, but, you know, a, a Celtic holiday, and a, holiday, a Halloween um, kind of... Uh, tradition over there to really celebrate eight days a week in Derry, which is really special. So we were there for the magical night. And then, yes, we're celebrating two years later after we get engaged with a Halloween wedding ourselves. So definitely stay tuned for photos from that. But we just love you and everything you do with your podcast. So just thank you for making every Friday fun. And um, we can't wait to, to listen some more. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. Courtney and John Francis, you glorious creatures, I wish you nothing but happiness for all eternity, beyond the veil and whatever is past that. I'm so happy for you, and it sounds like not only were you anticipating an incredible wedding, but I have checked up on your Instagrams, and it sounds like you did have an incredible wedding with beautiful pictures and incredible outfits and a gorgeous theme. And it seemed like maybe there was trick-or-treating involved, which I'm just obsessed with. You know, we've heard from a few people who are either getting prepared to get married on a future Halloween or who have gotten married on Halloweens or even Friday the 13th in the past. And I just love these stories. It's so beautiful, your connection to not only each other, but to such a spiritual and meaningful time. I also love that you got engaged on Halloween, doubly special. I have heard that Derry has these incredible Halloween celebrations, but I had no idea it was eight whole days. Holy jack-o'-lanterns. That's a lot of days of Halloween. I love that. Now, I'm curious if Keith, who we spoke about earlier, who's one of our many lanterns in Ireland who celebrates, I am interested, Keith, if you have done this before or any of our other lanterns in the UK or in Europe, if you have been to this incredible dairy celebration. You know, I am obsessed with the TV show Dairy Girls, and it's not Halloween related, but it is a really wonderful comedy, a teen comedy. And I, they didn't do any Halloween. And I feel like that was a disservice to all of us. They needed at least a good Halloween episode. So Dairy Halloween does have its own website, which I will link to in the show notes if anyone else is interested. And listen, it is my Halloween bucket list. I think maybe my biggest Halloween goal at this point, now that I've been to Salem, is to spend Halloween in Ireland. Who's with me? How about a lantern, a Luceo lantern blowout in 2024? That sounds insane. Insanely in the future. How could that even be a real date? Well, I do like to keep expectations reasonable and goals attainable. So let's keep it. Th- let's let's think about October 2024. And if it comes sooner than that, terrific. But 
We don't have to feel any rush. Speaking of not rushing and taking things slow and enjoying life and love and all of the wondrous feelings there are out there in the emotional world, I've got a really great e-mail here. I, this is building to something, I promise. All right, the subject line of this e-mail is spooky ASMR. Hi, Luce. When I'm having trouble sleeping, I love watching and or listening to ASMR videos. For anyone not familiar, ASMR is a satisfied or even tingly feeling you get when you hear certain sounds like a cat's purr, the crunch of snow, or leaves underfoot, or even certain types of voices. My favorite videos evoke a kind of spooky yet cozy fall atmosphere. I linked a few of my favorite spooky ASMR videos for you and all the lanterns to check out. This is an amazing list. Let me just interject. I am not somebody who has gotten into ASMR. I do like meditations, even imaginative guided meditations. I find very calming before bed or if I'm having a tough day. But this is a whole new area of videos that I did not even know exist. So um, these are all from Elisa. Thank you so much, Elisa. She sent in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven videos. So the first video is called A Kind Witch Helping You, ASMR Fantasy Witch. And Elisa says, this one is my all-time favorite. Latte role plays, that's her name is Latte. Latte role plays a witch that has found you vulnerable and hurt in the forest and has taken you back to her hut so she can heal you with her potions. The next one is called Tingle Immunity and Wicked ASMR Desires. And the description is Pelagia has kind of a sexy witch vibe and her playful nature and beautiful accent make me wish that this one was longer. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> the next one is called Headache Healing, Cozy Witch ASMR. And Elisa says, I get migraines a lot and this witch performing a migraine relief spell is so soothing to fall asleep to. The next one is called ASMR Witch Mystical Woods. Elisa says, this is another one of the casting spells type, but it's kind of trippy and different and exciting in its own way. And then there's one called Spooky Bedroom ASMR Ambiance and Horror Movie ASMR Ambiance and an exorcism ASMR ambiance. Wow. Okay, so Elisa says, Miracle Forest is a prolific YouTuber, sound designer, and VFX artist that just makes ambient sound ASMR videos. There are so many good and spooky ones to explore, paired with relaxing and subtle animations. I've, let's see, I've attached one here called Spooky Bedroom ASMR Ambiance, which has sounds like a fireplace, rain, static, and occasional glass tapping and rustling, etc. 
Ali, so that one sounds like it's going to freak me out. I'm already like, who's that at my window? What is this? What is that, the wind? Or is that the Babadook again trying to get into my house? Uh, okay, you have another one here called Horror Movie Night Ambiance, which features rain patter, a rocking chair creaking, and little monster growls. Very cute. Again, I am scared of monsters under my bed, so I'm not sure if this one's going to calm me down. The next one, Exorcism Ambiance. <laughs> this one is somehow both incredibly spooky and relaxing. Put this on while you're planning your Halloween festivities. Hope you enjoy these, Elisa. <laughs> these are... Okay, so first of all, the Witch AMSR videos are really something I need to explore a little deeper. I found them really fascinating and really imaginative and sweet. And like you said, very cozy and calming. I have not listened to the last three the ambient sounds. I'm a little scared. <laughs> As everyone who's listening knows, I'm already a little bit jumpy. I am nervous about the ghosts trying to creep into my world and contact me. I feel like I watched the movie Pulse from 2001, I think. Uh, the Kurosawa uh, Japanese J-horror film I'm already really scared about ghosts coming through my computer. And so <laughs> the idea of having an exorcism, like an ambient exorcism. <laughs> I'm sorry, I keep laughing. It's because it's like, it sounds so scary to me. <laughs> and I just love, like, I think this is such a great example of the things that bring us like, comfort and the things that intrigue us and how different everyone's needs and interests are even when it comes to something as niche as year-round Halloween celebrating and I will listen to this but I might Elisa just moved to LA uh, and so I might make you come to my house and listen to it with me <laughs> hold my hand as I watch scary ASMR videos <laughs> truly the scariest scaredy cat of them all these are really cool and they're so specific and i would never have found these so i'm really excited to share them with the other lanterns and see if there's anyone else out there into this or if we can turn you on to something new and another way to celebrate halloween all year round i think these are the perfect recommendations for november as we're still kind of dealing with the Halloween hangover and we're being pushed into these other holidays that have a very different overall vibe. So thank you for this. All these videos will be in the show notes. Alisa, you are always a delight. So happy you're in Los Angeles now. And I can't wait to listen to these with um, some supervision. <laughs> All right, up next, we have one last call from the hotline. And this is a really great story that's a follow-up to another call that we had recently. I would say, um, first of all, I've never called before, and that was a really fun introduction. But um, uh, you can call me just E, and I have been listening to the podcast since I think about last May and I haven't really listened in chronological order it's just been me picking random episodes to listen to because I just love Halloween and 
I think in the most recent one about Peace Mom, you mentioned, um, like, talking about our first experiences at Rocky Horror Picture Show, which actually did this Halloween weekend of 2021. So, like, the Friday before Halloween, after school, my friends and I were like, well, we bought the tickets a week earlier, um, and we were going to go to the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which was cool because I live in a very small town, and so it was kind of a, a, a nice surprise that they were going to have it this year. And so um, we all went, and we were all virgins, of course, as they call you when you've never been to a Rocky Horror Picture Show before. And our initiation was we had to go up on stage with the person who invited us to, like, come to the show, and then we had to blow up a balloon and then put it in between, like, you and the other person, and you had to, like, pop it by going towards each other. But the thing was, my whole group of friends, we had never gone before, and so we just kind of heard about it and we wanted to go. So we weren't really sure what to do, um, and so we just tried to pop them ourselves, and it was a whole mess. But it was really fun, and we got the prop bags. Because it's such a small town, and it was um, a lot of my friends are under the age of 18, it wasn't the 18-plus showing, so we couldn't go to that one. But the the sort of more friendly showing had a lot less performers. But it was still really fun. Um, we dressed up. I was like, so what do I what do? I do? And my friends were like, well, we were as little clothing as possible. So we wore a lot of corsets, and we took a lot of pictures. And we just, like, hung out before, did our makeup all big and spooky, and then we went to the show. And honestly, like... Some of my friends were confused, but I liked it. I liked that it made no sense at all. And then, yeah, that was pretty fun. I'll probably email you about other things of the Halloween weekend just because it was a really good Halloween this year. Um, and it's just a short little hello and my very first experience with Rocker, Rocky Horror Picture Show. I think my favorite part was when you throw the cards at the end. Um, anyway, thank you so much for your podcast. I love it a lot, and I hope you have a lovely um, day whatever or night whenever you end up listening to this e thank you so much for sharing your rocky horror picture show story with us and welcome to the hotline and to the podcast it's so great to have you i loved your call and you know it took me right back to the very first time i watched rocky horror which was in my high school best friend's bedroom laura zaustowski she loved the movie and she was so surprised I had never seen it. And so we watched it and we had so much fun that we did exactly what you and your friends did, which is we got, she had like a bunch of corsets and fun sort of like lingerie-esque going out clothes. <laughs> and we got all dressed up in corsets and tights and little mini skirts and scarves and we did our makeup and we just pranced around her room and took pictures and we watched the movie again and it was so fun. And I did find a picture of me and Laura. Well, I didn't have to look very far. I have it in my pod closet here right next to me. And I took a picture of that. I am going to share that on the Instagram for everybody to see because I still have not been able to find my picture when I was a virgin. I have the big red V on my head. I know it's in this house somewhere because it's one of those things I come across and I'm like, man, what a great picture. And then it gets tossed in the picture box. So E, this is such a great story. I loved hearing what the virgin experience was at your theater. And I love that it's a little different everywhere. That's what's so fun about sharing these stories together is we are bonded by these experiences and this connects us across 
the states, across the countries that we live in. We get to have these similar experiences, but they're just tweaked in this very fundamental, fascinating way that is specific to the people who live in your community. And you're right, it is so cool that even though you live in a smaller town that you still had access to these experiences and art house theaters are so important for that reason and getting exposed to new lifestyles and cultures and art films and sorts of activities that like really are not that common especially when you're in high school it's just I know for me it really opened up my world when I first watched Rocky Horror and then when I actually went to the theater to see it and I'm just really happy that you got to have that experience. It sounds like it was such a blast and such a perfect thing to do on your Halloween weekend. So I am so grateful that you shared this story with us and I look forward to hearing more from you in the future and fellow lanterns out there in Halloween land, please, I want to hear your Rocky Horror stories. It's one of my all-time favorite movies, and I just, like I said, I love the way that it varies from town to town and theater to theater, and I just never get sick of celebrating this queer, campy, iconic film. What about you, Lanterns? Is there a Halloween-related movie out there that you saw as a teenager or maybe when you first left home and it totally changed the way that you saw the world or it broke open something new for you or maybe that was uh, through a different type of artistic experience or anything related to the holiday that was just kind of like tweaked in a new and exciting way different from the way you maybe celebrated growing up I would absolutely love to hear those stories very similar to what Keith was saying in the beginning of the episode is just the way that we yes there's nostalgic elements to this holiday There's no way around it. Life is very nostalgic in general. Like Keith said, every holiday has nostalgia. But there are these elements, uh, you know, the longer we live, luckily, the more things that happen to us, the more exciting ways that we grow and become new versions of ourselves. And I'm really fascinated by the ways in which Halloween dovetails into those experiences. So please share them with us. The hotline number is 802-532-DEAD. And that eek mailbag is it's always Halloween podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Instagram at it's always Halloween podcast. This is just a reminder that we are going to take the next two weeks off. So I hope that if you are traveling, you have uh, safe travels and I hope that you are able to spend quality time with your loved ones and continue to look out for your community and uh, celebrate Halloween as much as possible, no matter what hour the clock strikes or what page the calendar is on. As I said at the top of the episode, if you love It's Always Halloween, please subscribe at patreon.com slash it's always Halloween, or you can always make a one-time donation using our tip jar. You can also support the podcast by buying It's Always Halloween merch on Redbubble. That link is in our show notes and on our Instagram as well. This episode of It's Always Halloween was performed by me, Luce Tomlin Brenner, and your fellow lanterns, E, Elisa, Courtney, and John Francis, Ange, and Keith. 
Thank you so much for your contribution, everybody. We could not do this podcast without you. The editing, theme music, and sound design is by the wonderful Pete Burns. Thanks, Pete. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at LTB Comedy and Pete at Mittenberries. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and write us a little review so that other like-minded ghouls can find us there. And don't forget, we are also on the NPR One app. So subscribe there and tell Ira Glass that you love us. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of It's Always Halloween. And come back next time, unless you get sucked into an ASMR exorcism gone wrong. (laughs) 